What's up and welcome to the HorrorCast, episode number 180. And tonight we are going to be doing our little, uh, the start of our little Halloween October uh, series, just a short series called Kinder Trauma. Uh, these are films that each uh, of the hosts uh, has picked one film that, just like it says, we kind of traumatized us as kids. It was something that um, it might not be the scariest uh, film in the world, but for some reason we saw it as a child and it kind of messed us up or kind of uh, scared us at that point. And some of these we haven't revisited um, until now. So I think that's going to be really cool. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'm one of your hosts tonight, Mark Nato. And let's bring in, first of all, Revenant Vin. What's up, Vin? Hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing people's trauma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I, it'll be fun. I, uh, I've got several traumas, <laughs> but um, <laughs> have we, have we um, before we move on, have, have you picked yours out yet, Tammy? Tammy yes. was going through like an a whole uh, Rolodex of trauma, right? Um, what which one did you uh, decide on? And by the way, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it's so good to see you guys again. Makes my heart happy. Um, I really wanted to do Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but we've already covered it. That's my true trauma. But second line in trauma was the last house on the left. Oh, that's right. That's right. You are going to force us. To listen to that I, I, music when the cops and watch those Keystone cops again, yeah, bumbling around, yeah. or, you know, somebody's being like raped and stuff. And they're, you know, uh, so fitting. Uh, no, that's good. I haven't. I probably haven't seen that since the '80s, maybe. So it's been 20 years at least since I watched yeah, that one. It's yeah. gonna be good. So, all right. Well, bringing in Jessica. What's up, Jessica? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm excited to be here. This is a fun um, concept for an episode or a series, so I'm pretty excited. And like Vin said, I'm ready to get into everybody's trauma. It'll be a nice little bonding experience for all of us. There might be some tears, some, some therapy happening. Counseling. No. Uh, Vin, real quick, why don't you tell everybody the because uh, tonight. Vin and Jessica were, are going to lay on the, the couch, so to speak, <laughs> and talk about their trauma. So, Vin, what is your pick? Toby Hooper's version of Invaders from Mars. When did you see it? Late 80s, maybe? Yeah, it was in the late 80s. Uh, it appeared on television. Um, and I think it must have been a pretty regular rotation, because I know I'd seen it more than once when I was a kid. But it's not something that I rented. It was definitely something I saw on TV. Like, was this cable? Yeah. Okay, cable, yep. yeah. Because I can't imagine that running on just right well, no, My parents didn't have, like, HBO. Um, so it was it was regular network television, I guess. Right, like, was TBS a thing back then? I don't know if it was or not. Back in the... Know, it might have been just late... starting or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't remember. All right. So what, what are your uh, thoughts about, like, why it kind of scared you or traumatized you yeah well, before there, we get into the movie itself there weren't too many things there are too many movies i should say that really scared me when i was a kid but this one there were things about it that like burrowed into my subconscious and i think there are two main reasons for it um one of them is that one of the horror motifs that has always bothered me is like that of the imposter 
You know, I talked about this when we covered Invasion of the Body Snatchers some years ago, but the idea of those close to you suddenly changing and even turning against you, I think is like a terrifying prospect. And especially mm -hmm. like for a child, when those people are the figures you look to for support and protection. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a lot of nightmares as a kid. And I talked about this a little bit in that episode too, but I did have a few that kind of lent into that sort of thing where a parent is suddenly unrecognizable, for instance. Mm -hmm. I also had like some nightmares about Nazis marching down the street and me trying to flee the home. And I do think mm -hmm. there's a link there, like people becoming mindless drones for a malevolent evil and mm -hmm. like wickedness kind of becomes banal and the average person becomes a monster capable of terrible things. And Invaders from Mars, like both the 1950s version and the Toby Hooper version, um, they kind of both play into these linked fears, I think. And both, I think they both kind of drop the ball in some ways too, <laughs> but they play into <laughs> it. Um, the other, the second reason I think it got under my skin was uh, I, this might have been the first or at least one of the first films that I saw that didn't have a happy ending. Yeah. You know, like it, in my child's mind, this movie played out very much like a nightmare. And as an adult, I think it comes off as kind of awkward and uneven. <laughs> but, you know, back then to me, there was like a strange dreamlike quality. And of course, at the end of the film, the kid wakes up from a dream only to have the evil be revealed to be unconquered or not yep. yet conquered. Like, mm -hmm. you know, really doesn't make a lot of sense, but nevertheless, it's bleak and nihilistic as an ending. And it made an yeah. impression on me. It's like, things will not be okay. The movie seemed to say to me, like you will be helpless to stop it. Your failure is inevitable. Yeah. Um, those are the things I think that really as a child got to me. All right. I can see that. I can see that. Definitely. Um, kids when when your parents aren't your parents anymore that that's that's a, something that's uh, uh been played out in several horror movies and that's that's is something that could be uh, you know, scarring or traumatizing or whatever because your parents are your protectors right so um uh so 1986 like i said in june pg this is rated pg um one hour 40 minutes long it's actually you know, it moves pretty well, but an hour and 40 minutes for a movie like this from 1986, I think is kind of long. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure that movies ran for much more than 90 minutes, <laughs> but, um, Toby Hooper is the, uh, director of this one. Uh, you will know Toby Hooper from tons of stuff. Most, uh, well known for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is the original, um, will be, uh, he did, um, what else did he do? Uh, eating alive, eating alive. Yeah. Polter yeah. Uh, Spielberg. Older, yeah. yeah. Well, did he? There's um, a debate. <laughs> that's a debate. <laughs> uh, he did the Salem's lot yeah, TV mini series. Um, the fun house, uh, life force where there's a naked vampire chick walking around the entire time. That's a good movie. Uh, you know, yeah, so he has, uh, he's done a lot. He's, he did a lot. He's, he's no longer with us, but, uh, written by Richard Blake, Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon is, is a name that you should know. He, uh, uh, he wrote, um, the screenplay for Alien, right? Also mm -hmm. for, um, John Carpenter's first kind of like, uh, student film, like Dark Star. He wrote that. Of course, he wrote Aliens. Return of the Living Dead is another something. So he's he's kind of like horror royalty. He directed that one too, I think. Yeah. So. Um, and he he definitely 
um, wrote the screenplay for one of the most underrated horrors of, of the 80s. You guys know what it is? Dead and Buried. Mm. Have you ever seen that? Yes. That's it's a great, good. that's a great film. Uh, and we need to do that. We need to cover that. Have you seen it, Jessica? I haven't. I've always wanted to. I think I even drew the poster art <laughs> yeah. when I was taking art classes. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen it. Yeah, we should do it. We should totally do it. We should do a little Dan O'Bannon thing. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, so starring, it's got a pretty pretty cool uh, cast. Hunter Carson was the uh, the main guy. Uh, he's uh, David Gardner. I don't know how old he was here. Couldn't have been much more than 11, 12, maybe. Um, uh, but then Karen Black uh, played Linda, is it Magnuson? Is she the school nurse? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she uh, has the rare blonde hair in this film. She normally mm-hmm. has like brunette, you know, hair. Um, I, I didn't even recognize her at the beginning. I was like, oh, she's pretty. And I'm like, wait a minute. Well, that's Karen Black. So, Timothy Bottoms as uh, George Gardner or Dad, uh, Lorraine Newman as Ellen Gardner or Mom, uh, and then I think the one that steals the the movie for me yes. is Louise Fletcher oh, no. as Miss <laughs> Mrs. Uh, McKelch, and she just passed away uh, last year, September twenty third, two thousand twenty two at the at the age of eighty eight. Uh, and she actually, uh, I didn't, she actually won an Oscar, um, for best actress in a leading role in one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. If you didn't know that she was kind of like, she has always looked the same. Like yeah. you could pick her out in any year and she looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was kind of neat, you know, as we, uh, move into like, let's talk about the film. Well, actually, let me, let me do this real quick. Let's roll the trailer. When we get right back, we'll talk about, about the film. David Gardner just woke up to a nightmare in his own backyard. But no one will listen. We landed right back there, right behind the hill. No one will believe. I told you, he needs psychiatric help. And soon, no one will be left. Dad? Are you okay, Dad? Fine. Because something strange is happening to the people of Willow Creek. Everything's fine now. And David Gardner is about to find out why. David! I'm gonna find my mom and dad! Films presents Toby Hooper's Invaders from Mars. There's no place on Earth to hide. All right, we're back. What I was going to say is I thought it was neat how um, like she is the least suspecting person that you would think has malevolent <laughs> intentions, you know, as far as your teacher from school. Uh, an older lady, uh, even, uh, 
even worse than that, you know, older, but she does such a good job of, of being, um, uh, just like evil and nefarious that, uh, I thought she did a really good job. And again, I, I think she stole the, stole the film. what do you guys think? I love her. I love her and I loved her acting, but I did feel like there was a little bit of disconnect between the way, um, David's parent, the way his David's parents were acting, you know, after they got their implants compared to her, where they kind of seemed like the same. <laughs> she was kind of like the same, like just mean. Well, it's one of the things we never actually see her as a human, right? Like the first <laughs> yeah. time we see her, I think she's already under the influence. That's you think true. so? You know, oh. when she's yeah, when because... she's introducing the frog thing to the class. Yeah, yeah, because when she was collecting frogs is when she got the thing on the back. So we don't yeah. actually know what she was like. Um, yeah. I do think, That's I mean, true. you know, if we want to kind of target one of the weaknesses of this film, <laughs> um, there's some wooden acting in here and there's some really weird acting, uh, you know, just to look at a couple, just we'll get back to Louise Fletcher, but um, you know, Jimmy Hunt who played the original David in the 1950s, 1953 version of invaders from Mars. Cause I don't think mm-hmm. we expressly said this is a remake, yeah. um, you know, but uh he he was asked to come back for this film and he hadn't acted since he was a kid but he's not a good adult actor i mean it's very wooden <laughs> um you know now, who it, is he 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 play, he's the like the sheriff cop. yeah he, he's the he's the cop that had the mustache mm-hmm. yeah. um and uh you know one of the most hilarious looking scenes is when uh he and the other cop are in the basement of the school and they have to like pretend that they're getting off balance because the room is shaking <laughs> and it just looks ridiculous. Uh, I I didn't think that Hunter Carson was necessarily a very great child actor. Um, no. That is Karen Black's son, actually. Um, but oh, it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't okay, think he could deliver so a natural that's line. Got the role. What was yeah. she involved with? Toby Hooper? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, and you know, I usually love Karen Black, but I don't think she did anything really with this role. Um, I think there's there's so much like acting that's campy and or wooden that it's difficult to tell when characters are supposed to be acting under the influence of the Martians. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, wait, like, cause you know, the cops are they, at one point, you know, they go to over the hill and they come back and they're turned, but their acting was so wooden to begin with. They don't seem any different at all. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I think that more, more effective acting probably would have went a long way in selling the plot. Yeah, um, totally. You know, cause it doesn't but... call. Like the story doesn't really call for campy acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, I, think I did that... want to point. I want to point out really quick that I uh-huh. think Hunter Carson's like running acting is the worst running acting I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if you guys paid attention, but he runs what do you mean a by lot. Running acting. I'm just wondering. Like what you mean. he's running away from aliens and stuff a lot, and whenever mm. he's running, it's like. <sighs> And he's going really slow. Like what? <laughs> he's just like really, really overacting. Like you yeah. can just run. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely thought he was uh, weak. You know, and, and I don't, best... I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. destroy him too much because he, he's a kid. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. But a lot of the movie rides on him, of course. Um, can you yeah. imagine? Can you imagine? Are you, you know what I'm getting ready to say? Corey Feldman. No. Oh. <laughs> in this role or or like will wheaton or yeah if you had a more river phoenix child or, actor yeah, yeah somebody's got that's got some chops mm-hmm. 
Like, we do have two fun actors, though. No, Uh, not really. I don't think so. He had, like, a couple of credits, but not for anything big. Did he act again? Uh, He um, uh, was in that movie Paris, Texas after this and that's about it i don't i don't even i've never seen that movie but presumably he's good in that one because that's i think how he got the role what paris texas yeah yeah that's 1984 yeah so yeah he got he got nominated for like a young young actors young artist award for for paris texas so you know maybe it was that one one good performance he had in him (laughs) you know and he d- he couldn't he couldn't replicate it, but it's okay. It's okay, Hunter. Maybe Karen Black was like, "Sure, I'll come and be in your movie, but you have to hire my son." <laughs> yeah. Although the thing that I what that I did buy into was their relationship, Linda and David. Like I mm-hmm. felt like they really cared about each other, and that it was really sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do wish that mom and dad. Uh, had a little bit more screen time. I, I, don't, I thought they were a little bit wasted. Um, there could have yeah, been some disappear. more. There, yeah, there should yeah. have been. So, there could have been some more fun, like cat and mouse, mom and dad after the kid in the house sort of stuff. That's what I was expecting, and and uh, didn't get that. But. Plus, yeah. we got such a microcosm of the uh, people in that town. Like, we don't know, what is, it, is this going on everywhere? You, They never went past that one group of actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe sort of the kids in the school after they were on the school bus or whatever. But there was none of that, That like, what made um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers so good, which I understand. It's a different movie. But I think that as, for as long as this was, it was on a kind of a good trajectory. And then all of a sudden, the parents disappear. And I think they just... Maybe they put a lot of money into those monsters or whatever. But it seems like we spent a lot of time in the underground lair without much mm-hmm. story going on. Just his bad running and, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> I think I think Toby Hooper maybe stuck to the original in in ways that maybe he should have deviated more. You know, like he, he definitely updated the effects. Um, the the effects on the original are notoriously bad. Uh, <laughs> that's the one. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but like the. They, they call them, I think they call them mutants instead of mutants. <laughs> the yeah. mutants have, uh, you can see the zippers going up their back yeah. and everything like that. It's like, okay. um, so he, I think he wanted to basically make the same movie, but update the effects. Um, but one of the weaknesses of that film is that we kind of get that little body snatcher thing in the beginning. Like, okay, this is creepy, you know? But then in the 1953 version, the kid like immediately like convinces this woman. I, I don't think she was a nurse. She might have been like a child psychologist or something like that. Uh, like that there's this invasion is happening. And then she gets in touch with like the military and the scientific community. And they're all just on board and they're all just immediately <laughs> helping, you know, and it's just so it's like quaint, but also like really hilarious. Um, yeah. And we I, I still think that this nurse believes him way too quickly yeah. uh but we still have the same kind of basic structure where that kind of goes away a little bit too fast and it becomes a little bit of a cat and mouse game and then we're in the the layer um i kind of wish that it kept up more but to do that you would also have to know these people more you know mm-hmm. and we don't mm-hmm. there's a lot of things in this film that are kind of introduced late that i yeah. <laughs> i wish we had been introduced to a lot more even like the setting um you know, like there's a big military base there. And I think they mention it a few times, but it would have been nice to actually like 
get to know it a little bit more. You know, there's apparently a, na a NASA launch pad right there, too. Like, mm. wow, that's convenient. Uh, you know, we, we see the ship <laughs> descend below, you know, over the horizon of this hill. But we don't even see that it's a sandpit, I think, until like the third act of the film. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to actually see what's over the hill. Um, I don't know. Like we we get like introduced to James Karen's character. You know, I love James Karen, you know, but the general seems to come out of nowhere. Stole, stole the show. Yeah. Me. I mean, he, he he's always great, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he seems to just kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wish that he was also introduced earlier. And I don't know. Yeah. Um I feel like there there could have been elements that were brought in a little bit a little bit more gracefully um, throughout yeah. this. Although a lot of these actors that are talented, a lot of them end up resorting in the script to just yelling David over and over again. Mm -hmm. I yes. got really tired of hearing that kid's name. Yes. Especially David. the way that um, <laughs> Nurse Ratchet was saying yeah. it. David, David Gardner. Gardner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, let, let's talk about the uh, the aliens. They're all yes. real quick. That's the highlight. Um, Absolutely. Really, really cool design, and of course, practical. But the, they are a little like Jim zany. Jim Henson's Muppets. Well, I mean, I, I don't mind the 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 whole practical Muppet. You know, you know, there's. It's either some dudes in suits or, you know, something going on there, you know, but like they, they had like a zany type design, you know, don't, don't you think like yeah. they weren't like well, it's scary very... to me? They were, they were zany. It was like, that looks like a giant eyeball with teeth or something. Yeah. And it's then kind of Pac-Man like, yeah. Um... Yeah. Uh, really, really intricate design and they looked mm -hmm. really good. It's a cool uh, and design. also, I mean, Stan Winston was behind this. And, yeah. Did you did you, you know, read how they did it? Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah. cool. It's crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, because talk about they, it. They wanted to make it look like it wasn't a guy in a suit, so they actually had a really. Tammy, do you want to talk about it? And oh, sure. So what they did was, and now that now that you know this, you'll never be able to unsee it. But they had each of them was a regular sized guy with a like small person attached to them who worked the back legs but then the, the the tall guy wore a backpack which was like all the mechanics with the mouth and all that he was walking backwards with skate which gave him that unnatural bend to his legs mm -hmm. and then the i guess um somehow the little person was in there then working the like the skinnier legs in the back part and i think which, they also work in the mouth right did they also yeah work in the mouth? yeah <laughs> so he, they must have been facing forward must have been pretty intimate in there but you yeah. know yeah <laughs> but i mean what a cool way because to get that bend in the legs and still have it be practical without having to do a whole bunch of robotics how else could you do it? i thought that was pretty ingenious so yeah they only had two and you can tell <laughs> yeah. yeah you only ever see them in pairs um but i think it looks awesome yeah, yeah. They were I remember really them being cool. really weird as a kid, though. I mean, again, you know, seeing this through a kid's eyes, you, you, a mm -hmm. kid can't figure out how those things are working. Yeah. Um, right. You know, it's they were you, all you saw was the gaping mouth and the teeth. Um, yeah. And I also I love the look of the uh, I guess these refer to as the supreme intelligence, the brain, um, that kind of like Martian leader. Yeah, he looks brain. like Krang, Krang from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he looked amazing. Now, do you think that was stolen? 
from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I think this came first, didn't it? It was 1986. I I think, I think the Ninja Turtles were a thing already. Like I don't think Krang Krang was yeah, though. Yeah, but that yeah, it did look really cool when he came out of the, <laughs> the yeah. thing and yeah, I thought that looked really good. And a uh, lot of the practical effects were actually really good. I, I even as a kid, I was amazed by the spinning sand. Yeah, I know. How did they do that? Yeah, I think it looks fantastic still. And there's this one shot towards the end when they're inside the tunnels and they're trying to escape from the tunnels. But that that light, that spinning light with the blades Mm -hmm. comes through the tunnel. You know, I love that shot. I think that's fantastic. I mean, the colors are actually really cool in this. All the alien colors, like the flashing. um, I I think that stuff looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only special effect that like the ship actually looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks pretty um, good though. Yeah. I, the only thing that really doesn't look great is that like the the laser thing. You know. Yeah. They, got, that they have to put they have to put the copper in the in this little ball, and then in like the laser shoots out of it. That looked really. Yeah. <laughs> it looked very 1980s video. Yeah. 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 It's a but, weird. Yeah. Yeah, it looks I like they're playing an arcade it. game, putting the penny in. Yeah, yeah you can forget so it. Fun. I was wondering, did anybody recognize the house? Like mm-hmm. it, it looks to me like I've seen it in another movie. It was in um, Mr. Blanning builds his dream house, I think. Mr. Um, what? It's <laughs> you know that, that one. The, it's I don't know if I have the name right of the guy. Oh, Mr. Blanny like builds his dream house. Oh yes, I know that. It was yeah. quite well, obviously a set, so it could have been in several from. Well, that ha- that because the movie I just mentioned, I think that was 1940s or something, but that was remade as Money Pit. Um, oh. But it was actually based on a book that was about a house that's in my town. So. That's also why I'm at least somewhat familiar with that. Mm. Um, That house is still around. doesn't look like that, though. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can tell a lot of these things are sets. Uh, (laughs) The the hill that they go over, the path, you know, that is necessarily natural. I like it, too. Yeah, a lot of the sets. I like the interior of the ship. It's very, like, it's like a kid's version of H.R. Geiger, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. And I would recommend that people like look at actual still photos on IMDb or whatever, because there's a lot of detail to the like alien henchmen and the spaceship and stuff that you might not catch when you're watching the movie. But going through the photos and looking, there is like a lot of great detail. Like those aliens kind of looked like they were part frog. If you look at like the top yeah. part of their heads and stuff, it has mm-hmm. the same like pattern, skin pattern as a frog would. Um, yeah, just kind of funny. Spindly legs kind of remind me of like a, the end of a tadpole almost or something. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Speaking really... of frog, there was that. How about that scene with oh. Nurse Ratchet eating the frog? That one of my favorites. Really good. That's yeah. like one of the scariest scenes to me. Yeah. I, I agree. I just totally how unsettling it is. It's kind of like the mom eating the raw hamburger, and you're like, okay, you are you clearly know why? Being because controlled. That, well, yeah, that too. But at that point, she's not hiding who she is anymore. And as a kid, I think that's so scary. She's like, all right, you caught me. Yeah. I'm going to be in your face about it now. Yeah. I'm going to sit just, here and finish she keeps swallowing this with him while she's eating, you know, swallowing this frog. Yeah, all the stuff with the parents is what really disturbed me when I was a kid. 
Yeah. That was the stuff that scared me. Especially because we start out with that really sweet scene between the dad and the son. That's like the most parental interaction you get for the whole movie. Which yeah. totally goes gets lost it, which I understand they got turned. They're not going to be bonding anymore. But still, it was such a sweet. You could tell that was a really close family, and that they shared some. The father and the son really shared something special. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did like though those couple of scenes with him and his parents, even though brief. Like you feel like they're an actual family and they love each other. You know, when his mom's doing the robot voice. Um, And then they're staying up waiting for the dad to come home and stuff. Just as a a nod to what that is, she was in SNL and she was one of the creators of the Coneheads. Yeah. So she was doing the Conehead voice. Um, Oh. That's what it was. (laughs) It was a little alien nod, you know. Yes. I loved Coneheads when I was a kid, by the way. (laughs) Um, I remember. I mean, that's kind of like how I know Lorraine Newman is from SNL. So then when she showed, I don't think she did a lot of other acting so to see she's playing such against character in here to me yeah. for somebody who like grew up watching her on snl um mm-hmm. she's just such a like she was just being a normal a sweet mom yeah. in here yeah. and it was just totally different than anything i'd ever i thought karen black was kind of playing against type a little bit too though she maybe i mean imagine acting with your own son i don't think you yeah. could totally hide that i just i wish know? that there was just more that her character could do yeah. You know, I don't like think she, she did didn't much give her all. anything interesting to do, really, yeah. unfortunately. Um, yeah. what one little cameo that I did like was uh, Bud Court, he plays like the, the scientist that tries to communicate with him and gets zapped. Yeah, <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. But yeah, he was uh, he was Harold and Harold and Maud, which is mm. what? great, yeah, really? yeah, he's, he's no got that mustache way. and the balding now, but that's Bud Court, and I'm like, oh, hell no. yeah. Whoa, yeah. my mind's blown. <laughs> oh my god, I love, I love that, that movie. movie. Oh my god, that's crazy. I felt yes. so bad for him. He was really excited. But yeah. you knew, like, the aliens right. can understand. Yeah. The old trope. Yep. I know. Yeah. Just to I, get baby I, eyes. I was a little uh, freaked out. I don't like the whole um, things getting stuck in the back of the neck. I don't like oh, that I at know. all. Yeah. That was that was not pla- like the one scene where that. the where the soldier is face down and he's watching it happen. I was like, that's no, no, thank yeah. you. Yeah, not like that one. But no, nope, very creepy. Yeah. I know. And then when they kill off the two, um, I think they were guys from NASA. You know, when the military was trying to question them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, they and then they like the back them. Neck or something like that. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I- I think as I'm watching this film, even like the backyard, or I guess it's more their front yard, right? Where you see the fence, the crooked fence going up and uh, what's over the so. hill. I don't know that we ever really. Yeah, I'm not know sure. Which way you can see it from his room. But yeah, I don't know if it's the front yard. I don't think the geography the of the house is all that clear yeah. on this movie. <laughs> but like, it reminds me a little bit like of E.T. Uh, I don't know why. Like, uh, I think they, I can see that now that you they say probably that. took some some liberties from ET, like the ship, the the shape of the ship, and that kind of thing. Of course, this is a completely different style of movie. But I also am reminded of um, a movie uh, called um, Explorers. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. This yeah. is this is the weirdest movie. 
like the first half of the movie, it's it's straight up like the Goonies, you know, meet like science, like these kids want to build their own spaceship. I forget who's in it. Christian Slater, maybe River Fiend. I forget who was in it. Like a really good cast. And then they get to, they actually build a, a working spaceship and they get to space. And the the aliens that they encounter are absolutely like zany. Yeah. They they remind me of this kind of, you know, um, where where it's like okay, it's going to be weird, but it's not going to be overly scary, you know, for kids. But I mean, when you were a kid, then these these monsters weren't what scared you, right? Uh, no, I mean they were they were weird and they were kind of nightmarish, but mm-hmm. that's not what got underneath my skin. It was the stuff yeah. with the parents that really yeah. got me, and even yeah. like the teacher turning on you. All these like these figures that you look to for you know, guidance and protection um, and them turning on you. It was basically like seeing him have fewer and fewer people to turn to. That was what creeped me out. And that ending, that bleak ending, when he goes inside the room, it doesn't work as well when you're an adult, when you're watching this. But when you go inside, when he goes inside his parents' room and you hear that sound, that noise, like I think that maybe it's like the parents being eaten, but I interpret it when I was a kid, that sound as like the parents transforming. Like they were turning into something. I wish um, I wish they'd have shown it. Right. Yeah. I, apparently, I remember reading something that um, they were supposed to shoot something to show what he sees, but like something with the effects guys couldn't do it or something. Um, mm. But I mean, I, as a kid, though, not knowing what he sees, I think was scarier. Yeah. You know. Um, but it was just knowing that you know there was basically no hope. Uh, in that and the parents were gone they're the first things that are gone you know at least it took the mother a while you know you could think that if he knows the aliens are coming at least maybe he can get ahead of them you know when he sees a ship come down but knowing that immediately the parents are basically taken out and gone that was like and then you know credits roll and you're like oh man (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know when you're like eight years old or something (laughs) i definitely was not (laughs) expecting it yeah and i watched this with my kids and like they were actually just confused by the ending i think they were mad at it they're like it doesn't make sense, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, yeah, like, they're watching it with me. You know, yeah. I didn't watch this with my parents. I was just watching this like, alone in a room by myself, yeah. trying to figure this stuff out. And it plays yeah. a lot differently when you know when you're in that situation. Yeah. I mean, and I honestly thought that I wanted less military mm-hmm. and more, you know, David and his. You know what? It would have been cool if like there was another like kid that was you know helping you know you know what i'm saying like i understand yeah, we don't know anything like, about his friend group or anything like that you know it's, yeah you don't know anything he's uh, i mean we see that one girl in the school that that's mm-hmm. you know but we don't know if he was ever friends with her like we don't yeah. know what their relationship was yeah. beforehand you know we just know that she's basically like a, a soldier now for yeah. the martians um but yeah, that I mean, would have you know, been you can, cool. You can totally like that's the thing about this movie is as an adult watching it, you can totally think of how they could have like changed things or tweaked things and been like you know made it better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When it's a when you're a kid watching it, you don't see it as shortcomings or as awkward pacing or you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> weird choices. Um, it just ends up being kind of like this mi- nightmare logic that you're watching. You know, like what? Why would the aliens drill up through the basement of the school? Like, we don't, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem, there's no reason for it. It's just, you know, but it's just the unpredictability of the world that you're in when you're a kid. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, all that kind of contributes to, I do think this is an effective kids horror film. I absolutely do. Um, mm-hmm. I just think as a, as an adult, it's kind of frustrating. <laughs> another thing that was scary was when he saw like the bus of kids get taken to yeah it's like oh there goes my whole class yeah yep well he didn't have any friends anyway so (laughs) he might have but also just like you know they're all the same age and that could have been me if i you know hadn't figured out what was going on Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, like I go back to, you know, my the way my mind connected things like that with like what I saw about Nazis on TV. You know, mm-hmm. it can be like, you know, Jews being shipped off and like you're mm-hmm. hiding in the woods and watching it. And you can't do yeah. it. You know, uh, there were all these parallels that were working, not explicitly in my mind, but they were definitely there. Um, yeah, I don't know. But it's as an adult, you notice other things, you know, like the the product placement. You know, M and M's. The kid, the kid takes out a Dr Pepper for breakfast. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? Now see, I, like, there are I, no I rules at all. It. There's no I didn't law. Realize in this that world. was a Dr Pepper. I, I knew it was a soda. I was like, what's this kid having a soda for breakfast? Yeah. But I, I didn't notice it was a Dr Pepper. No. Like, I get distracted right away by like the weird Superman the movie opening credits. That yeah. seemed to go on forever, and I'm like, I didn't Why? like I didn't like the opening credits. I was like, this no. is weird. <laughs> I thought maybe was it supposed to be in 3D because that's the only reason you would do that, and they did go on forever. It went yeah. on for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's definitely a a downer. <laughs> yeah, and there's other things. It comes off as campy in a lot of ways. Like when the when the military's at the uh, at Copper Hill and the people are getting sucked in. There are so many insert shots of the general yelling people's names mm-hmm. as they get sucked into the sand. It, it just gets comical, you know. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah. my god, Jones! Yeah, <laughs> over and over again. Richardson! I know that yeah. he's finally like, like, okay, we're give going. James in. Karen, something else to do, please. <laughs> the man is a treasure. Let him do something else. <laughs> the man is a treasure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Did you guys right. catch on? Um, I only saw that or realized this if it's true from looking through the IMDb synopsis notes. But I guess when the aliens saw the rocket that was under construction and bound for Mars, they misinterpreted it as an attack on their planet. And so they decided to strike first. I didn't get that. Um, the... And I guess that's like the whole reason that they're there and they, and that's why they destroyed that rocket before it could be launched. That might be mm. nice to know. Yeah. I, I, I think I missed that somehow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well maybe, it, maybe it's just somebody's interpretation of the movie, but I was like, did I totally miss them talking about that? <laughs> no, they didn't talk about it at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But that's why I said, I, I wanted, I wanted less military. You know, I kind of felt like as soon as it started, with with the military, that, that's all we got is just a bunch of military stuff, and I I just wanted well, to see the more. Tension's gone. Yeah, totally. You know, you're like, wow, I have the military yeah. on my side instead of just a school nurse. And yeah. The Marines easily take out the aliens when they come across them. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, when you have to put a penny in to get your weapon to work every time, it's not you're not that scary. Um, <laughs> Do you guys remember when that one, the first soldier guy was going to go down and the, the thing's getting ready? Like, it hasn't even started spinning. He had plenty of room to get away. That one, he was like his um, 
secondhand man or whatever. I can't yeah. think of his Rinaldi. name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's like in this, he's there and he's yelling to him, get out of there, get out of there. And he just like sits there looking like, oh, <laughs> is he going to start speaking? He could have yeah. been totally all the way out of there. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I did notice that. <laughs> well, there's a lot of, there's so many weird inconsistencies in this movie. Like it, it's very unclear how long it takes people to be, to be turned into like Martian soldiers. You know, like it seems like for some people, it's like a few minutes. They just have to walk over the hill and then they come back and they're turned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the nurse, it's like a half hour for the needle to get anywhere close to the back of her neck. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the way that they they try and ratchet the tension in here, like yeah. with the bomb, the bomb's timer. Doesn't he have like 30 oh, seconds yeah. and it's like two minutes later, the thing still doesn't explode. <laughs> no, he gave it five minutes. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, it was five minutes. Oh, There's okay. a certain point though where I'm like, okay, the the bomber's time, the bomb's time in real time is not at all correlating with yeah. what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did the really needle in the back of the neck though. You could they had time to get up, walk around the block, have lunch, yeah. come back yeah. and lay back down <laughs> before that needle got in them. Something I, I did really was like funny the. Uh, too. Oh, go ahead, Mark. No, I, I was just saying I, I did really like the sets. Um, the underground, you know, the, the, the bunker and everything. I thought yeah, it, all the tunnels and stuff, um, especially like uh, Jessica said, if you look on um, IMDB and stuff and you look at stills and you can see like, like what they really um, were going for. And you can even see some sketches and mm-hmm. drawings, of what they yeah, were. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. Part of the original concept was to have it almost like the walls, like breathing you know but they yeah because you can see like didn't have the budget, yeah. um and that kind oh of yeah that yeah. drawing was cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and the brain alien who like sucked himself back into the spaceship when he was trying to protect himself that was cool mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like when you are trying to keep from pooping yourself just <laughs> is that what it's like it right back in <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean. BMI. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think it was funny cool... how he um he like pushed the teacher into that one alien's mouth, right? And then you expect that that's just gonna kind of slow her down for a second, but instead the alien eats her. Yeah, and the other alien laughs. Her. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's up yeah. with that? He just figured, oh well, she's already in my mouth. Yeah. later. <laughs> I guess he's not as smart as the brain alien, though. So, <laughs> but that I would be even one of his own, right? Because she's one yeah. of them, so. right? Yeah. Yeah, but if they're all just in service of the brain, oh yeah. I don't know if they see each other as individuals or anything, you know. Yeah, we don't even know if those henchmen aliens are like smart or anything. Yeah. They're just hungry. Yeah, could be. Period. Yeah. <laughs> And as I'm looking through um, IMDb and I'm looking at posters, how come we in America usually get the crappy posters? <gasps> the Japanese poster is so cool, right? Yeah. Like how oh, come, my God, I want How it. come other countries get cool posters and we get a fence that says invaders from Mars? Because <laughs> like, Americans I don't, are I don't lame. Get that. Yeah, it's lame. So boring. Well, America, stop being so lame. <laughs> Seriously, though, that Japanese poster is... Yeah, it looks really cool. I was like, man, it's got the... It's got, what's it, um, the brain flying through space on it? Uh Uh-huh. And the colors are really good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good yeah. stuff. What else? Anything else? I wrote down that the score was pretty cheesy. I don't know. Mark you you know, I never, scores, but I never even noticed it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't make note about the score in this one, so I'm must have not been paying that much attention to it. Do you think it was uh somebody did the the actual score or was it like just stuff that they no, I think they did. I think they, I read something that the uh, they actually turned in a score and then um, it was rejected. I don't think by Toby Hooper. This is like Canon Films is the producers of this. I think mm-hmm. they might have rejected it and then he had to do something more traditional because I guess it was like really experimental. Um, but uh, yeah, it just comes off as yeah. Yeah, because I have down that the music was by Dave Stores, who didn't really do anything, and Christopher Young, who did Sinister and The Grudge and Drag Me to Hell and like all hmm. the Hellraiser movies. He did a bunch of yeah. stuff. Those are some good, good yeah. scores there. Yeah. yeah. I had a question about happened. the little robot. Does anybody <laughs> remember that from the 80s? Yeah, I had something like it. I totally had that. That little robot. With the, the plastic dome head. Mm-hmm. I don't have any uh, personal experience, but I've seen it come up in like movies and shows and stuff as I'm, like the it toy from back then. I'm almost positive, like you can uh, put a floppy drive in it, like there in in like the, the stomach part. Let's see, there's a mm-hmm. little red, bu- uh, and I'm almost positive there was a floppy drive, and there's like games and stuff you could play. Nice. Yeah, I don't I don't remember what it was called, but that was a cool. Because I had I had completely forgotten about that toy, and that was yeah. Cool robots were big back then. I definitely yeah, had oh, the yeah. one that was in um. I think it might have been in Poltergeist, but it's like the little walking robot that would have the the smoke come out of its mouth. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, def- I know I had that. Yep, yep. <clears throat> so. I I did uh, make a comment on the use of profanity in this. Yeah, kind of it starts Even out the- that way. Even yeah, the like kid. the father Even and the son. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and then he calls the big, he calls the uh, supreme intelligence a dick brain at the end. That's pretty good. <laughs> I miss that. Yeah. Uh, when, when he hits it, when he punches it. Oh, my God. Brain. That was so funny. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why I missed it. I was laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He just punched it. <laughs> that's crazy. So, do you, so do we understand what happened in the end? That's the only thing I'm like, pretty unclear no. about no. okay we just know it's not good right i think that there it's again it's it's a nod to the original like in the original i think that the the military defeats it and the kid wakes up if i remember it's been a long time since i've seen it but i think the kid wakes up in bed and it's like oh it was all a dream sort of thing you know but mm-hmm. then he sees a spaceship going down again you know he sees it landing again he looks up oh. and he's like gee whiz or something like that you know and then it <laughs> ends there so like hooper is kind of up the ante by having like something happening to the parents and the kid yelling no okay <laughs> um so it's i want to watch the nod to the original but it it makes less sense uh <laughs> yeah that's okay it's not terrible <laughs> all right anything else that you can think of or we have, have we exhausted your thoughts on this film? I, think I don't have much, anything else. Pretty much got through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I do think that this is still a pretty effective kids' horror film. 
Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know if I can call it a family horror film because I don't think adults are going to get as much out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if I look at like, you know, a film that at least Toby Cooper was involved with, I don't know if he directed it, but with Poltergeist, you know, um, I love that film. And yeah. just last week, my family, we sat on our back, our, we have a screened in porch in the back of that, you know, behind our house. And we put up a bed sheet and we watched it on a projector um, together. And nice. it was my wife, myself, my 11 year old son who'd seen it a few times. And it was my seven year old daughter's first time seeing it. And we all loved it. You know, and we were able to appreciate that film all for like different reasons at different age levels. You know, like for my kids, the scariest thing was the clown, you know, (laughs) but like as an adult, I'm thinking about the parents. And I think part of it is the the performances. I mean, Joe Beth Williams and Craig T. Nelson are phenomenal in their roles. Um, They are so convincing as these parents, this family, Um, you know, even James Karen, he's in there again, you know, as the boss, (laughs) Uh, you know, but it's like. Everybody is so good at what they do inside that film that it's a great family horror film. You know, mm-hmm. it's rated PG, although it's like very early 80s version of PG. It probably mm-hmm. be rated R today. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, you know, it's like the whole family can enjoy it. So like I couldn't f- I couldn't call this necessarily a family horror film because I think adults are going to be kind of confused and a little bit, you know, just scratching their as some of the things that are in here but i do think it's great for kids still especially like a gateway horror film for kids who are you know ready for something a little bit more serious Mm -hmm. yeah when i watched it i watched it like through the lens of what if i was watching this for the first time as a kid Mm -hmm. i was trying to like get into vin's mind space you know and i'll probably do that with the other two movies um for mark and tammy too but i thought I probably would have been super into it because the alien design, because I just loved that kind of stuff when I was a kid, you know, like troll and ghoulie, like anything with weird little monsters or aliens. Like I just love creature design. So I probably would have been really into it, but also really scared about his parents being overtaken. Mm -hmm. So it is scary when you like actually think about being in that position as a small child. Yeah. So you're telling me you want us to do a uh, critters I was gonna say critters. <laughs> I love critters. critters Actually, go to college. I haven't watched it in a long time, and I watched it so many times when I was a kid. Um, but I wasn't traumatized because I just like loved it, you know. But that can would I be so much. Can I make? You know, can I make the confession that I've make never it. seen any critters? Wow! Really? Wow! And I've oh, never no. seen. I've never seen any ghoulies. Oh no! Man. Nope. Even I've seen them. Nope. We might have Never to do a Gremlins them. knockoff series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gremlins knockoff. How about do Mac it. and Me? No, I'm just, that oh was my god. Oh That's my a god. terrible movie. That's so, so funny. Talk about product right. placement. Traumatizing for a different reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody starts dancing at McDonald's at a birthday party. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that. Uh, is going to wrap that up. Let's just go ahead and give it a rating. Um, Man, since it's uh, your film, why don't you go first? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it was in it because I had not seen this since I was a kid. Um, so it was interesting going and also being able to watch it with my kids and kind of get their reactions. They love the frog scene. You know, that was a highlight for them. Um, my, you know, my daughter, she was like pointing out like, oh, they got something on the back of their neck, you know, so they were they were into it, you know. Um, 
But uh, I would so I would give this like a seven. I think that it's a good gateway horror film for younger viewers. I think it's one of those films that's definitely better appreci- better appreciated if you see it when you're younger. Yeah, you know, <laughs> than when you're an adult. Um, I've kind of come up, you know, I, I mean, I've talked about this at various times, but I think there's we should come up with a list of movies that they should see before they're 12, you know, <laughs> that, are, yeah. that are horror films. They just work better for younger audiences. And that's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. but yeah, and they've got to see Midsummer before they're 12. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they got to see. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Last House on the Left. Last House on the Left. Yeah. yeah. 120 Days of Sodom. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Mark. Highly yeah. inappropriate. But yeah, seven seven for me. I, I think it's it's worth seeing. I mean, just for the creature effects alone, you're not going to be blown away by the acting, but uh, the creature effects are pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that that it's worth watching that movie uh, as an adult just to see the the creature effects. I I think if you're into that, and I don't know many horror fans that aren't into good practical creature effects. Like, I think you have to turn in your card. If you, if you're not, I prefer cheap CGI. No, uh, Jess rated. I'm the same. I'm a seven out of 10 too. Um, and it is mostly for the creature effects being a monster kid, you know, it goes a long way for me. I just like love the sets and yeah, the creatures are so cool. And there are like, you know, a couple of scenes like the, the teacher eating the frog scene that are going to stay in my brain, you know, and I'm really glad that I got to see this, especially because it's Toby Hooper and Karen Black. You know, it's like something I would have wanted to be able to mark off at some point anyway for mm-hmm. those reasons. So I'm really glad I watched it and I want to watch the original too um, soon, hopefully. So I can kind of just like compare them for fun. Vin, did we ever do the original on the drive in? I don't think we did. I don't no. think we did. I don't think I've ever seen it. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, but Tammy, I have to Terminator. Like you, Mark, I saw this for the first time. Like I just watched it because I wanted to. Like probably a year or two ago. Um, and I, I'm also going to give it a seven, but I'm not like a big creature person or anything. I think more, it's like I kind of watched it with the same expectations as I might have had out of the original, since I kind of already knew. What I was getting, I was also trying to see it like maybe I was baby Vin and, you know, I'm seeing this and trying to think about my parents being stolen. But in in my personal, I would have been like, yes, my parents are stolen. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> that's a different story. But I think I just I didn't see a lot of the I mean, I was aware of some of the flaws, but I think I kind of like gave this a little bit of grace and just kind of didn't expect much more than maybe I would have expected out of a drive-in movie because yeah. I kind of, it's what I kind of think this is a little bit. I'm not sure they were trying to be anything else. I mean, it's very much of its time, but what it mm-hmm. does well, it does really well. So yeah, I give it a seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking, am I going to give it a seven? I, I think we're going to give it a 6.5. Um, I don't think it's quite in the seven range for me. Gotta be different. Uh, gotta be me. <laughs> What else can I be but me? All right. Um, I just feel like uh, once the military stuff started happening, I just, not that I lost complete interest, but I was like, yeah, I wanted more kids stuff, you know, in there. But I actually like a lot of the, uh, 
you know, the sets. I like the creature design. Um, and I, and I like, um, uh, what was her name again? Come on. Black no. Or... no, not Karen Black, the teacher. You know, I forget her name now. Oh, Nurse Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she's great. Kind, kind of iconic, you know, yeah. and, that, and that, that frog eating scene stuff. So th- those things are definitely worth watching, but it, it doesn't put it up over a six and a half for me. But, um, and I definitely think that if you're kids, you know, uh, 10, 11 years old, you know, maybe even a little bit younger, if they're not completely freaked out by like alien horror movies or whatever, that this would probably be a good place to, to start. Um, I mean, it, people do die in this, <laughs> this movie, you know, there, mm-hmm. it's, there are some real stakes, which isn't always the case with kids horror. Sometimes, um, you know, you go through and you're like, huh. Absolutely nobody died in this movie. It wasn't really a horror movie, but, um, but it's still kind of zany and fun with, with some actually stakes. So anyway, so six and a half. So there you go. All right. Well, that's our review of invaders from Mars, 1986. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to go, uh, and visit 1987s. Dolls. Hey, love horror movies? Yeah, so do Handpicked by experts, psychos, demons, ghosts, the occult, zombies, killer kids, black magic, vampires, shutter kills, Netflix on selection, screams on demand, shutter.com. It looked like a safe haven from the raging storm. It's an odd kind of place. Uh, Who'd your folks get it from, Boris Karloff? Their hosts seemed like the essence of hospitality. You can stay here as long as you like. Wonderful. But appearances can be very oh. deceiving. What's the matter? Afraid of the dog? Well, yeah. are you scared? Well, of course not. What's there to be afraid of? This house. Oh, don't be. Son, you like toys. I'm a doll maker. I make the most wonderful toys. Dolls, puppets, soldiers, ballerinas. Nobody wants a doll that's special anymore, that's one of a kind. The weather brings out creativity. It helps me in my work. What kind of work is that? Witchcraft?
you're never too old to play with dolls. Until you're dead. Dolls. Okay, we are back, and it's time to talk about uh, Jess's film, Dolls, uh, from 1987. Um, this one came out May 29th, 1987. Uh, it says that it originates from the United States and Italy. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Uh, it is one hour and 17 minutes long. It is brisk. Mm-hmm. It is a brisk film. It is rated R. Um, and basically for violence, there, there's not much else like, you know, except for violence. There might be a little bit of language here and there. Um, a dysfunctional family of three stopped by a mansion during a storm, father, stepmother, and child. The child discovers that the elderly owners are magical toy makers and have a haunted collection of dolls. <laughs> um, yeah. This surprisingly has a 6.3 out of 10 ratings on uh, IMDb, you know, over 12,000 um, uh, ratings. I, I, uh, I'm trying to say, say this correctly. I think I've always avoided this film. Not, not, (laughs) not because it, um, dolls scare me, but because I'm not a big, like full moon type of guy, you know, which is like, um, you know, puppet master and and, and all that stuff. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just not my thing. Is this full moon? It's Charles Bam. I don't know if full moon was a thing. Was it? Yeah. I don't well, think so. I don't I think don't it is. I'm just going to tell you this. I'm going to eat eat my words because I really liked this film. Uh, it, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. But I think like what what um what's the guy's name? Charles what? Band. 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 Yeah. What he can do if he has an actually an actually an actual good director. Like Stuart Gordon, I think did a good job with this film in in directing, and and we're we've just we did a Stuart Gordon thing not not too long ago, right? We did Reanimator mm-hmm. and From Beyond, and um, man, I was not expecting to like this movie at all because I just had a misconception about what it was. So I'm just gonna eat my crow right there. So nice. uh, Jess, why don't you talk about this movie and like why? It scared you as a kid. Yeah, so uh, dolls freak me out. And I don't remember if it's from before I watched this or because of this. But I pretty much hated and feared dolls until I had my own child. And then I had to get over it. Um, But I've never liked them. And I used to like lock up all my dolls in a box at night so that they wouldn't murder me since they come to life. You know, you, at night. You are totally Wednesday Adams. <laughs> you take she would have thought her dolls murder her. Yeah, she probably would have. And I don't know why, but I've always thought, like, stuffed animals are good and they protect you from dolls and dolls are evil and murder you. So, I don't know. <laughs> stuffed but, animals versus dolls. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense because I love... I can relate to that, actually. I, don't yeah. love, I love animals. 
right? And I hate people, and it's kind of like... I love animals, and I hate people. <laughs> it was like the beginnings of that, I feel like. That would be a really cool, like, children's thing. Like, story or whatever. Like, the stuffed animals versus oh. the animals. Somebody's yeah. going to steal that. Let's listen to the show and become a multi-billionaire. Why did you even have any dolls if you hated them? Were they because people you? get you dolls when you're a little girl. Yeah. You go. You that's when you Annabelle. You go put it in the garbage. Well, then it's coming back. So no, you don't. Want Annabelle. It. You want to make it angry. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you have? Did you have you the greatest doll of all? The greatest doll of all. What's the greatest doll of all? Raggedy. I'm Ann sure doll. I did it at some point. I'm sure the, I did. Or the Cabbage Patch Kid dolls. I definitely had some of those. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can kind of relate out. to what Jessica's saying. Because uh, I had like stuffed animals and everything. And I was, I loved Chucky when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I used to watch that movie all the time. Uh, but um, somebody right around that time had given me, I think it was like a knockoff My Buddy doll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my buddy, you know, had the my hair yeah. brother around, you know, had a tag um, on my buddy. <laughs> I hated that thing. Well, this thing was a knockoff, though, and it was like it had like a little jogging outfit or something like that, and I hated it. And I used to like play like Chucky in the house, and I would get into like the red food coloring, and that would be like the blood. And like my mother would come oh home God. and she see like the doll like hanging from the banister. And everything upstairs. Oh my <laughs> like God. she was like, she was worried about me, but I was like yeah. I was I was safe. I was protecting myself, you know. I was like having yeah. a fight with the thing because um, I was playing out Chucky, but uh. Yeah, it was any kind of humanoid doll. I'm like, nope, that one's the bad guy. That's what my we got little take serial down. killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. When I was uh, when I was in kindergarten and we had to do like A for apple, you know, I did mm-hmm. B for blood and I drew a knife dripping blood. My mother had yeah. a meeting with the teacher. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> See, I was okay. Yeah. I'm not, so I'm not giving Vin my address. No, <laughs> I'm just messing. Nobody's found the bodies yet. You're old. that's right. That's right. I, Vin and I have hung out in person, so we I, I know he's a big teddy bear. So. Um yeah, so let let's get into the, the film. This was one that apparently my dad showed me because I try to talk to my mom about it. She's like, I never showed you dolls. And I was like, Oh, and then I saw it was Stuart Gordon. Oh, my dad definitely showed me this because his uh-huh. favorite movie is Reanimator. So yeah. um and he showed me Puppet Master and all that stuff. And it's so funny because watching this now, I'm like, this movie is so perfect for me. I don't know if it was back then, you know? I don't know if yeah. my dad was like, oh, this is so Jessica. So I'm going to make her watch it. Or if it, we're just watching horror movies. But it's like everything I love is in this movie. You know, except I hate dolls. But I like what they do with the dolls in the yeah. story so it's you have so any more good. insight at all like the first time you watched it like were you no, not really i could remember, remember when it actually things. happened okay i can remember certain things like when i saw judy's face i was like i definitely remember this kid actor and her weird face and i remembered yeah. mr punch and being terrified of mr punch which um, by the way which by the way yes that is the same daggone face as the um, lady, somebody on Mister Rogers' neighborhood, Lady Aber, no, um, not Lady Aberlene, no. but the puppet. That's yeah. the same dang face. You just got a little rouge on the cheeks, and, and oh my god, what her. is her name? 
Oh my gosh. I don't know. It's been a long time. It's been a very long time for me. Yeah. But I was looking at that. I was like, man, that takes me back. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, can I just say that this child actor is also terrible? No, she's not. (laughs) No, she's terrible. She is not. She is not a great actress. No. Um, Okay. If she acted like this in a different movie, then it would be terrible. But I like to believe that she understood the assignment. And so, therefore, she's actually acting perfectly for this Uh, movie. I don't know about that. It's Lady Elaine Fairchild. Lady Elaine Fairchild, yes. Creepy puppet, man. Uh, I mean, it did not um, um, keep me... Excuse me, I just burped right on the podcast. Uh, Yes. Yes. Uh, It did not keep me from enjoying the film. Because I... I was already expecting it to be, you know, very full moonish, and those are not known for its acting. So I went in. So besides for a couple of uh, actors and actresses being really bad, some of it was was decent, and you know, it it is what it is. Like I love the, I love the concept of the of the um, the script and the the Hartwick. You know, um, Gabriel and yeah. uh, surname Hillary. Hillary. Mm-hmm. I love that concept that they, you know, people come in and that you find at the end that they basically trap people. You know, they're doing this on purpose, right? Yeah. And and I love how like you know certain people are children at heart and and have good good and, and they they get second chances, but the people who are truly stinkers. You know, I, I just thought that was a really, really cool concept. And it, it, it almost like it it could be like a TV series or something, or those, those two, that, that, those two characters. And I think guy Rolf did, did excellent. Like I thought his acting was, was spot on. It was Um, so perfect. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good. So I agree. Uh, I love that couple. I yep. love how like whimsical and magical the story is. Yeah. While also being like terrifying, you know? Yeah. And them kind of playing with that, like especially at the end when they're like, Okay, you're gonna go live with your mommy in Boston. Yeah. Have a wonderful life. And then they're like, But if you wanted to say you could yeah. both stay here forever and play with the toys, you know? Yeah. She's yeah. like, no, I think my mom wouldn't like that, but I want to come visit next summer. It's yeah. so cute yeah. and terrifying. Yeah. I loved it. it. Yeah. I, I was never, I never thought that um, Gabriel was like scary. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I wasn't threatened by him, like, but I knew that there was like, he, he knew what was going on and, mm-hmm. but he, he never to me seemed like he was scary. I don't know. I don't know. You understand what I'm saying? Um, totally. Yeah. Cause he's not scary. Yeah. He's yeah. just like totally whimsical. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. What'd you think, Vin? I'm interested in, in, in hearing this. You, you probably hated this movie, didn't you? I didn't hate it. No, I, I mean, I had seen it before. Um, I had, again, something that I caught probably on, like, late-night television. Because um, I know I, did, I never rented it, but uh, I was definitely an adult by the time I saw it, you know? And um, 
I definitely think that I would have been, it would have been more effective um, had I seen it if I was a kid. Uh, I, when I was a kid, I used to sleep over at my, my aunt's house. And my uncle used to tell me stories of the haunted houses they lived in. And I just kind of ate those tales up very eagerly. And at night, I'd sleep in a room that had dozens of porcelain dolls on the shelves of the walls. Um, and like, even in a dark room, you can see those pale faces you know, <laughs> staring at you. Um, and it never was, it was never so bad that I couldn't eventually fall asleep, but it did kind of create this ample playground for my imagination while I tried to doze off. <laughs> you took did me you have a stuffed asleep, animal definitely. for protection? I hope I didn't know. I was never, oh, I, no. I was never a kid that really had that, but, uh, you know, I, I would eventually be able to fall asleep. It was definitely, I'd be aware of those eyes on me, um, during, you know, when I tried, uh, and you know, going back to this movie, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think that I remembered too much about the plot, but it turns out I did. There just wasn't a lot of plot to remember. <laughs> it does have like this fairy tale feel to it to a certain degree. There's like even an evil stepmother. Um, but I, for me, at least, I think that aspect I would have liked it a little more pronounced. Um, maybe mm -hmm. like set design or something. Uh, you know, and it, it, I definitely had to parse my memories out between this and puppet master films. Um, this is a film that I definitely, I did. I have fun with it, but I've never really been able to fully connect with its tone. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, you know, mm -hmm. like it's, it's kind of campy, um, but not funny, at least not to me. Uh, all the characters are really more like caricatures. Like nobody talks yeah. like a normal human being in this. Um, and, I'm usually okay with that if there's more humor involved, but there isn't, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's kind of treading this line where it's almost like a kid's movie, but then it has like gore. Yeah. And I feel like it, for me, at least it's asking a lot of me <laughs> to try and, <laughs> to try and marry those two things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, this just, is better. I had a little bit of a hard time with the tone. puppet master. I think yeah, it's I better than Puppet Master. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't remember those movies well enough. Yeah, um, I think so too. Like I, I have grown up with Puppet Master, and that's one that I have revisited for some reason. Where mm -hmm. I don't know why, because the dolls are very similar, um, yeah. and it's like by all the same people. But after only watching this, you know, basically once, because it's been a really long time, I don't know. It's just it really, really worked for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I understand what you're saying, man. I mean, the, the tone is a little weird. Like, is it, is it whimsical? Is it, uh, you know, for kids or, or is it like mean and, and nasty with some gore? It's a little bit of both. It's both. Um, yeah. It's a little bit of both. And I, I, I was okay with that. Like, um, e even though some of the acting wasn't great, I, and, and by the way, I hated that stepmom. I hated that stepmom. I just wanted to punch her. That you know. was what's his face wife. I think that's the only reason yeah, she got that. <laughs> well, she's in she's in all his movies. She's in Reanimator. She's in. Um, she made a good Rebellion. villain. Yeah, um, but I I, uh, I really enjoyed uh, like I thought like it was really well shot. Like I mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking it was going to be well shot, but the cinematography in the film was actually pretty good. The good set, atmosphere. like the house. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and some of the shots with the lighting and going down the halls and the different rooms, I thought was really good. And I wasn't expecting that. Um, so. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love the music. I thought that the yep. music was perfect. 
And the guy who did the music, um, he hasn't done much else. He was uh, he did music for Ghoulies too, um, and his name's <laughs> Fuzzy Morse. But I wow. felt like for this, it was perfect. Like I feel like all for me, all the elements to this just like work together perfectly. See, I I'm, I didn't love the score. I thought it was okay, but it was just it was constant. Like it, it felt like the score never shut up. <laughs> like it was just always there. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it kind of ended up being a little bit distracting to me sometimes when I was trying to watch a scene. Um, but now yeah, you have to really suspend your disbelief. You know that this is all these people end up in the same spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so the movie cool. asks a lot of you to try yeah. and <laughs> yeah. accept these things. Um, yeah. I but think you guys me, just aren't very... imaginative enough. No, I mean, I, I understand, like, they, why they needed, you know, they needed body count and they needed people to, you know, they needed unlikable people <laughs> to come in and... and well, they achieved uh, that. Yeah, but I, I didn't care. You know, I didn't care. Like it ran through my mind. I'm like, this is highly improbable. <laughs> that, that this is all happening, you know, in one night. And, you know, but I, I didn't care. I still really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I was, I was like, why are these people barging in to this couple's kitchen? Yeah, that was pretty rude. I was like, what's going on? Like, I would have had the shotgun. Or something like, why are you people just barging into my kitchen? Like, I don't understand why that, why that happened. But, um, those, those two girls were pretty unlikable, mm-hmm. but yet, but yet, um, was it Ralph? Mm-hmm. He was, he was, I thought he did one of the best jobs as an actor and he, uh, he was also likable. Um, yeah, I, I do like how our hero is like just as kind of nice average guy yeah. who still appreciates toys. Yeah. You know, like I think this, this fits well, this fits well with like the two thousands because we're used mm-hmm. to something like that now. Yeah. But I think that was still pretty rare in the eighties to see a yeah. grown man like this as our hero, you know? Um, and it does, it fits well with the theme of the movie, you know, like just because you grow older doesn't mean you have to leave youth behind. You can still find mm-hmm. enjoyment in play and in imagination and reconnecting to things that bring yeah. pleasure as a child, you know? And the old couple keeps reinforcing this message, and it's a great message, honestly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I did, I did like Ralph quite a bit. I thought that he was a, a great protagonist that fit with the message really well. Yeah, unfortunately, he passed away at age fifty-eight. He had a heart attack and passed away. But he he was in a lot of um, TV shows. Like if it was a TV show, he was probably in one episode of it because <laughs> his <laughs> IMDb just goes on and on. And uh, he was also in. Ghoulies go to college. There is a yep. theme here. There you go. So, <laughs> yes. yes. And in another childhood favorite of mine, Prehysteria. Prehysteria. I've never heard of that. What is that? It's like these little dinosaurs oh, come gosh. to life. Dinosaurs come to life. What is his thing? He, he loves these crazy uh, small creature yeah. movies. Okay. All right. They're the best. That's- I want to say um, about the special effects in here. I was, I came into this film and I was like, this is going to stink. The special effects are going to be bad. Like I was highly impressed. It was it like, I guess that's stop motion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what that is? Like, yeah, it, 
it was pretty good. I mean, it, was. it wasn't bad. And I liked the variety of dolls that they had. Um, there was, uh, they were, there were some that were creepy and some that weren't, um, I mean, even the, um, the little British soldiers mm-hmm. that, that shot, shot the girl, you know, <laughs> that, I was awesome. that was, that was rather humorous. But From what I understand, like, I guess, um, this was actually filmed before from beyond mm. and they use the same stage sets. They were, they were using the same basic sets for this. Oh, really? Um, but this one came out later because it took so long to get the stop motion and effects, right. Um, and that's why, I mean, I guess it paid off because the stop motion does look really good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, you could tell it's stop motion, but still like the, the movement is actually pretty fluid. Yeah. Um, I love how expressive the dolls are <laughs> mm-hmm. like when they're angry or something. And, yeah. They're creepy little <laughs> disappointed. Teeth, yeah. Teethy grins. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Scary. Yeah. And then when Enid's fighting back and burning them and stuff and they have their gooey little skeletons underneath. Yeah. That, so awesome. that was cool. That was, that cool. was really cool. Because and it wasn't just to look cool because then later on we find out that these are all actually nope. little people that got yeah. turned into dolls. So it actually serves a real purpose. Yes. Awesome. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, when, when you'd see the, the skeleton underneath, that was cool. Yeah. I like that the, reveal in the attic. When the lightning strikes and you see Isabel uh-huh. like done up like a doll tied to the chair. <laughs> yes, with the big cool doll shot. face. Yeah. I like, I like the how they... that when her eyes popped out, it was yeah, like yeah. a doll face beneath instead of yeah. ooey gooey yeah. person stuff. They're basically giving us the movie poster with the the doll yes. eyes, you know, yeah. holding out its eyes, which totally reminds me of like a garbage pail kids card or you know. <laughs> <clears throat> So fun. The guy who did the visual effects and the stop motion is David Allen, and he worked on The Howling, uh, Cue the Winged Serpent, um, The Hunger, The Stuff, Batteries Not Included. So he's done some cool stuff. Willow. Cool. Yeah, I really liked it. I felt like there was just a little bit of a lag in the motion, enough to make it kind of unsettling, but still pretty believable. Yeah, it's like they're moving yeah. underwater almost or something. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think, Taminator? You're pretty quiet. Yeah, why are you so quiet? You, you didn't ask me, so I was I'm, just waiting for you. I'm asking turn. you now. <laughs> um, I think like you, I, I had lumped this in my brain with like Puppet Master, which I had seen. So this is a first time watch for me. I probably would never have watched this if I didn't have to. It's totally Jessica. I love her. I'm happy for her. This is made by that group that like, this is like the, as soon as I heard who was like behind this, I was like, oh yeah, I get it now. I think my problem is it, the characters were just so insufferable. Like I could not like anybody, maybe the older couple sort of a little bit, they weren't bad, but I just couldn't like anybody and I couldn't stand the little girl and. You didn't like Ralph? He was, he was fine. Um, I just didn't, I, I think I like went into this with, you know, kicking and screaming. <laughs> it was part of the problem. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you know, and it, it didn't let me down in that. And, but I, I mean, I did think like the scene of the, the punk girl up in the attic with their eyes fall. I thought that was good. There it had some good, some good visual things to it. I did like the old creepy house and you know, that, 
that this is a thing that they do. This isn't just a one-off. I, I think it's a cool idea. I think it was just this cast that, like, I just could not connect with this. Yeah, well, they, they yeah. definitely had to have people who were terrible people so that they could, you know, spoiler alert, get turned into dolls. But honestly, the stepmom and the dad, I mean, the two girls, you could just chalk that up to, like, they're dumb young kids you know, inconsiderate of other people and all that, whatever the mom, the stepmom and the dad, two of the most unlikable characters I've ever yes. seen in a movie. Like that a very dad, much fairy tale parents, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. the yeah. wicked stepmother. It's like, like Hansel and Gretel, you know, it's like the father trying to lead his kids out in the woods and abandon them. Um, you know, it's it, it very much fits with that. That's why I just wish, at least for me, I think it works way better for a lot of other people. But I wish that there were more like design clues to put us into a fantasy mind setting. I don't mean we have to be like a total fantasy world, but like I can imagine remaking this film and put it in like, you know, like late 1930s or something, you know, but like do something with the clothing more or. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, if you make it stylized so it's not quite like so contemporary, like having like two random British punks <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere USA for some reason, um, you know, and putting them in in this film just kind of it, it just it ends up being very odd to me, um, and it doesn't feel fairy tale like. You know, it feels more like we need we need like a body count and we need these people to be unlikable. Um, so I, don't I wonder know. why yeah, that just, decision was made to make them like British punks. It it, it was a little weird. Just, I'm, I'm sure it's to make them distinct. And punks yeah. were. Were they know, supposed the to be in America though? No, they're in England. Because remember, they were on vacation in England. That was her whole thing. Um, but she I thought they were driving cross country to like drop the girl off to the mother because then they were going to leave for England, or they were going to leave for Europe on a vacation. I don't, oh, I, don't. I thought they were in Europe on a vacation. I don't know, Jessica. What do you? I don't. I know. thought that the mother and I didn't the think they were in America, and the father though. were going to be leaving for Europe. No, because she's like, we could be but. at a resort right now, but you had to come to eat you. You had to pick this. Um, yeah. yeah we, we we were on a Bora Bora, whatever she said. Tahiti, I have no idea. It's like we could be laying on the beach and wherever, right? But you know, you had to pick England. We just had to come here. So. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think it was in America. Yeah, yeah I might have I missed a point in dialogue that it was not. Yeah. Well, it felt very fairy tale to me. And I think for me right away, because of the music and because of Judy's imagination, like with her teddy bear. You know, and them coming across the, this home that they just like walk into, like Goldilocks or something. Like all the things to me pointed fairy tale. And that's why I felt like all of the different aspects, like the acting and everything, fit perfectly and wasn't bad, in fact, but was very good acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of wish we did more with her imagination again or something, but. Yeah. I feel like when I was a little kid, that I was Judy. And that now, as an adult, I am Ralph, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, yeah. very relatable to me in both ways. Yeah. By the way, Dolls is considered one of the full moon 
like films like uh they they have i'm looking through the things here and you can get full moon masks to wear if you're still into that which <laughs> I'm saying, I, but they might you can get a charles mask put that in with full moon because of charles band yeah Maybe. It feels like, like, like Troma did that. Moon like, mask, dolls. I mean, I don't know. Maybe like, like I think Mother's Day wasn't made as a trauma film, but Troma basically has the rights to it, so they release it like under Troma. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it. Uh, I just wanted to say that because I saw it, and and uh, this has got a really cool. If um, you're into that, it's got a really cool uh, artwork for the uh, Blu-ray, the collector's edition. I don't know if you have seen that. It's really cool. It's got um, what's the guy's, what's the um, the jester? What's his name? Mister Punch. Mister Punch, and mm-hmm. then it's got a girl holding an eyeball, and yeah, it it's it's done well. So if you're into that, okay. When I was like preparing my notes or whatever, I read or saw or something that they came up with the poster first and told somebody to write a movie. Did you guys hear that? I think that's how Charles Band worked. It's like what Roger Corman used to do. It's like, here's a title, here's a poster, now go make me a movie about it. I think I recently um, guested on another podcast where we talked about Castle Freak. Uh And I think that that was something that they did for that, too. So they had, like, a poster and then based the story on it. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't seem that, like, you know, out there. I'm surprised there's not more horror movies about dolls. I don't know if that's a generational thing. Kids aren't that afraid of them anymore. Do girls even really play with baby dolls anymore? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, I'm out of the loop. Yeah. I mean, I think they always they always do. Yeah, but I, I don't think, think porcelain not. dolls are necessarily yeah. a thing that much no. anymore. You know? That's but they're definitely different... creepy. And I mean, it's kind of like clowns. It seems to be a universal fear. I'm surprised there weren't more movies like this mm-hmm. you see a little taste of them like in poltergeist with the clown and and you know you see it pop yeah. up here and there but actual like dolls i'm surprised this didn't turn into a franchise or like mark said could have been like a, a tv show i mean there's definitely an idea here especially if you're going to turn it into a fairy tale thing that could have kept yeah. going um yeah, yeah it's kind of funny that puppet master is the one that turned into a franchise because i feel like the yeah. storyline for that is so much harder to follow yeah. I, I even rewatched it semi recently, and I was like, "Wait, what? Why are they all in killing people? I don't understand." <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely the um, porcelain doll, porcelain face. That's more of like a you know, you collect them and you set them on a shelf. That's not enough. most of the um, uh, dolls they were using in here look to be like that that kind of doll, like a porcelain like Victorian face. Victorian era, almost looking. Yeah. Kind of- but if dolls. you look at certain shots, certain stills, there's tons of dolls, like like any baby doll that like with a plastic face, you know. Um, you, I even see. I'm looking. At, there's even a nun. There's a doll that's a nun. Oh, does that mean <laughs> they trapped in? Uh, who knows? Blood? Who knows? I mean, Probably. I don't know. If, I don't know if all these dolls are. I mean, there's um, there's a doll that looks like the little um, what was um, uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. at the at his dad's funeral. Remember when he was in that little blue the suit, little jacket suit. It yeah. looks like yeah. that up the top, you know. But maybe they did uh, 
the porcelain because that was maybe easier to. Like, I wonder if know, there are nods to like other toys somehow in this that we just don't know. I mean, they, they did Punch and Judy. So, yeah. like, you know, we got that nod there. I just wonder if some of those dolls are supposed to reference things. You know, so they don't, you don't have very many times where you focus on one doll at once. Usually they're coming as a horde or a mass, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah. it was hard to, like, focus on or notice any one doll in particular. They had the couple where they would, would actually take the time to have the faces move and stuff, but then there'd only be, like, four or five in the shot or whatever. But usually you're seeing all these dolls coming to attack together, and so you couldn't really, like, differentiate them too well, I don't think. Yeah. But, yeah, if you're looking at stills where I could actually... That might have even been a little scarier because I think each one would ha- should look a little different and have a personality, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, and they had their creepy like human eyes with the red veins. Oh man, yeah. I freaking yeah. hate that. That's like that stupid rabbit and caveat. I cannot. I don't like when <laughs> things have human eyes. You know. What do you think about the right. transformation at the end? I thought the that da- looked, the dad into the doll. That was pretty. That cool. looked amazing. It really did. I, I agree. Thought I thought it looked good and like painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was not yeah. enjoying himself. <laughs> I love how his clothes shrank too. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> how they were making fun of his yeah. modern pajamas yeah. not matching yeah. his old timey hat. You got your new one. And. One of the last shot. I don't know if it's the last shot. It's not the last shot. It's the last shot in the house where they show the four dolls sitting together. That yeah. that that's pretty cool because they all look exactly like you know. I yes. That, that was cool. did, You know they had to make them special just for yeah. that. Well, yeah. I think that's the moment you're kind of like if you didn't figure it out already, that's when you're let in on that these are all people that got stuck in the mud outside and yeah. Because you see another couple. These- yeah. You see another couple at the end. They're they're getting stuck, and I'm like, wh- first of all, where are they driving? It's like There's dirt. no road. That's all it is. Yeah. It's, not, it's, not, it's, it's grass. Where are you supposed to be heading? Yeah. I don't get. There's it. no semblance of a road wherever they're yeah. stuck right there. It doesn't make any sense. Apparently, it's a it does. It does make me wish that we could have gotten like a little bit of insight into the uh, the dolls' perspectives. You know. Like, mm. what is their life like? You know, like once they're transformed, are they kind of just a part of the collective now? And well, you know, they I don't have know, like it, a hive mind, right? So, like, they're not, they, I don't know, they don't allow if they're mad about it, they don't show it. I mean, they're ready to fight to the death to get more victims. So, yeah, are they mindless or yeah, are but they they're still... not like, but they're not indiscriminate killers, you know, like they're punishing those who act wickedly, it seems. You know, like the the old couple, they welcome strangers into the house and the dolls leave them alone as long as they're fine. You know, like there's kind of a core moral message here about being kind and remaining innocent. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, so well, like the dolls like stopped killing Ralph. Like they were about ready to do it until Judy said, no, no, don't. Yeah. Um, so they they have like they seem to have some kind of community, you know, um, but it would have been kind of nice to get like little glimpses into like, how do they operate or. You know, what what is their life like? Um, especially if they used to be victims, you know, and now yeah. they're now they're apparently accepted members of the community. Enchanted. Yeah. Well, do yeah, the, our, do they're the, only awake at night, right? Like, yeah. Do so they remember who they were? Or are they just little yeah. skeletons in there? You know. Yeah. Do the um, does the couple 
um, Gabriel and Hillary, do they like control the dolls? You know, well, say like I don't they, think they do. A, they say she's a the yeah. wife's a witch, right? So she's probably putting a spell on him. On was what I thought. And he's yeah, just like he does the physical, he does the making, and she does the enchanting. I th- I thought. But then I kind of got the impression that then the dolls are kind of left mostly to their own devices after that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could have had a prequel and you could have found yeah. out like what exactly. <laughs> but I do like in bed, there was a nod there to uh, she was reading Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of like oh, yeah. odd to, you know, kind of similar story. The one part I didn't like is when the dolls were um, um, picking up and smashing that girl into the wall. Oh, I love that <laughs> with the POV. <laughs> I just thought that was goofy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. it's goofy because you, it's goofy because you're still, dolls you still are see the wall human. like in, if it was your pov you would go dark you know what i'm saying when your face hit the wall it would be dark and yeah then, but it, it was it was all it was just going up to the i don't know I, that's just <laughs> something that got them on there her makeup looked really good when they threw her out of the room and she had the broken nose and her mm-hmm. black and eyes and her teeth were missing. Yeah. I was like, damn, that looks good. Yep. Like, I kind of wish this guys. wasn't rated R because I, I definitely could have watched this with my son. But I didn't because, you know, so oh, rated R is probably going to be more gruesome, but ultimately it's not. Like it has, some, it has some blood and gore, but it's not nothing that an older kid couldn't handle. And now you're, you're not going to watch sign it off Rosemary's you don't want to watch it again. Beaten hands, okay. <laughs> Am I right? They were like yeah. relentless in that scene too. Am I right, man? Not exactly. I mean, this is the kind of movie that you know I'm kind of giving away my score a little bit here, but like, I it's not a movie that I would watch again on my own, but I wouldn't yes. mind showing it to somebody. Yeah, you know, like so. Very nice, very nice. Well, what cool. else you guys want to share about this film? Anything else? The only thing that I wrote, I mean, it's only an hour and 17 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's pretty quick. Although I do think that like the second half, I still started feeling the time because there's not a lot of plot at all. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of like wandering around the, the corridors, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the dad's being an a-hole. That's kind of like what the whole second part half of the movie is um but anyhow you know it's it's a nice merciful swift movie uh for the most part it, it gets moved it's moving quickly it gets right into the story um but yeah i could use a little more plot in the second half i i was glad that there wasn't a whole lot of you know complicated plot to keep keep track of i thought it was you know, it didn't need all that. It was just very, uh, you, you didn't know. even keep track of anything in the movie. Really. <laughs> yeah. I just did, you know, yeah. uh, these people are bad. They're going to get it. And there's yeah. too good. And they're, they're going to, you know, that that's all, that's all I needed. I think I preferred that too, for this story specifically, you know, like sometimes I get annoyed when we're on like a fantastical adventure and we keep getting hung up on plot stuff instead of like, I want to go through the next phase of like, what's the next attack or the next destination. Like that's the fun of fairy tales and stuff like this. And you have like a core idea and a core message that you, a lesson you're supposed to learn. And that's all you really need. And then you just throw magic into it, you know? 
Mm-hmm. You know, throw magic into it. <laughs> yep. Did you? I don't think um, I would have minded it as much if there was more going on with like maybe the kills or something at that time. Yeah. yeah. Instead of the one punk girl just yelling at Ralph all the time, you kill her. You know, I don't know. It's... Yeah. <laughs> it definitely, when you're thinking about this film and you compare it to like the gore and stuff that was in reanimator and from beyond, like they didn't go as far like with the kills. Oh, not nearly. As much. Yeah. Which Those they could have, have. This, you know, no because this, this is the mid eighties. So this is the heyday of, this is a very restrained uh, film. Yeah. This is the heyday of Friday the 13th and, and nightmare on Elm street, all trying to one up each other with creative kills. And they didn't, they chose not to go that route for some. Do you reason. think they were maybe going for a PG thirteen at one point? I don't know. Possibly. Because well, they're, they're dolls. It, like, how much gore can there really be? No, I mean dolls. Like, it, it could. I mean, trust I mean, me, it could. I mean, there's plenty you can, of like, ways. Have somebody fall asleep and they wake up. They're tied up to the bed and they start peeling their face off or something. Yeah, I mean, there's all I mean, kinds there's, of stuff that you can do with these things. Yeah. Alrighty then, Ben. There you go. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to uh, slice an Achilles. Oh, but they were like sawing her foot off. That wasn't good enough for you. But they did like like, worse. They didn't. They didn't show it. They should have just sawed her. Showed her sawing the foot off. Or yeah, but they're dolls, so she was able to escape them. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They should have tied her down, given her a, given her a Mickey, or something, and tied her down and. Oh cut, my god! Because the dolls have Mickey's. Snip okay, her, snip her is, toes off with garbage. This is a kids movie. It's not a kids movie. It's rated R. Rated R. I think it's a kids movie. Yeah. See, that's that's it, why that's it was, why I it was a kids movie for though. you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. This is this is probably why you're a um a horror fan to this day, right? This was it's probably uh, part of it. But this is why, like personally, I'd prefer a movie. That's either targeted to kids or to adults or to families, like I said, with like, you know, poltergeist. Um, not so much this muddled in between area where I feel like I'm being asked to think like a kid in order to appreciate a lot of the stuff I'm seeing, you know. But what if you're a um, Ralph like me? Well, I, I still have, I'm in a room with toys. My toys. <laughs> I am Ralph. We wouldn't would know that, would we? <laughs> yeah. I am Ralph. Turn on yeah. your camera, Vin. Let us see all your toys. <laughs> Camera's broken. Uh, his his toys. I still got are... Boglins on the shelf. Yeah, when I was a kid, right next. He to also me. has swords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just sharp toys. Yes. Uh, this is on the Wikipedia exactly. page that uh, I didn't know, and I I would actually have been on board for this. Uh, Gordon was at one point interested in directing a sequel. The initial story would have followed Judy and Ralph back to Boston in which Ralph would have married Judy's mother and they would have become <laughs> a family, which they were setting up at the end Yeah. yeah. on the conversation, you know, on, in the car. <laughs> One so day, funny. Judy would receive a box sent from England that contained Gabriel and Hillary as dolls. <gasps> that would have been interesting. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. that sounds magical. Yeah. So then they probably would have had to go back and, you know, how did that happen? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Yeah. Isn't there, uh, and isn't there a, um, a movie called Killer Toys? Probably. Oh, I think probably Charles is. Band. Probably. <laughs> probably Charles Band, right? Yeah, I'm almost positive it's Killer Toys, but yeah. The girl, the dark-haired punk girl is the girl from Take On Me, uh-huh, video. Oh, really? Yeah. Did oh. you say, uh-huh? Yeah, take it's, it's on aha. me. It's <laughs> aha. <laughs> she said, oh. uh-huh. Did I? They're called, oh, yep. I, lo- I love that band, <laughs> uh-huh. I think it's the blonde one, though. It's um the girl who played Isabel, not the girl who played Enid. I thought it was the girl who played Enid. Are you sure? Well, now I'm going to look. <laughs> but that's what I had put down earlier. And I was writing up my notes. Uh, I'm never going to let you live that The girl, down. The blonde girl went on to become a lawyer, right? I believe. That yeah, was her only like acting. Girl. Yeah. The blonde okay. girl became a lawyer? Mm-hmm. She yeah. said acting wasn't for her, which, my gosh, she was so good at it, I can't understand. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was the blonde girl who was in the uh-huh, the AHA video, and she was in, oh. like, Duran Duran videos and stuff. Okay, my one? bad. Well, she eventually went on to be, then maybe the other one became a lawyer. Did I read it backwards? You must have. The other one was in Amadeus. You mean Amadeus? Yeah, Amadeus? I was just like, damn it, now I mispronounced something. What is this? Uh-huh and Amadeus. Uh, that's a horror version of Amadeus. saying the wrong syllables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. You're putting the wrong emphasis on the yeah. wrong syllable. <laughs> edit that, edit that. Yeah. I'm looking, don't I don't, I don't edit see, that. I don't see a, a, a movie named Killer Toys. I thought there was a, a movie named Killer Toys. I think it's a genre, it's not a movie. <laughs> There's never been a movie called Killer Toys. I'm shocked. I, it's not on yeah, IMDb. There's it's a short it. called Killer Toys. Oh. Um, starring someone named Bozo. Um, but that's it. I don't see. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, it sounds like a movie I need to make. It yep. does. It does. <laughs> it does. You can resurrect Gabriel and uh, Hillary. Hillary. And they can be part of your 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 universe. So. Nice. By the way, I think that actress that played Hillary was the blonde lady in Don't Look Now. Yes, she is. Yeah, yep. The one that hung herself or got hung? No. No, no the, the blind psychic. one in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she aged a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that uh, happens. Yeah, it does to the best of us. All right. Well, if everyone is done, let's go ahead and rate it. Um, Jess, you're first because it's your film. I rated this a nine out of ten. <laughs> wow, is that crazy? This was a successful therapy session. It was. <laughs> I loved it. I don't She's... know why I was ter- like traumatized by it. It's like such a me movie. Yeah. I tried to ask my mom if there were any other movies I was scared of as a little kid, and my mom said I was never scared of any movies. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. that's not helpful. She's like, no, you've just always loved horror movies, and you weren't scared of them. Oh, okay. There you go. But yeah, I think it's a 9 out of 10, personally. I just think it's so good. Okay, we're going to go exact opposite here um, <laughs> with Taminator. What's your, what's your score, Taminator? 
I, I'm so happy for her. I love when good <laughs> things happen to my friends. But um, you know what? It's like a five because I don't hate it and I don't love it. Like it has good things. It has a lot of bad things. Maybe it's like a four and a half. Like you're indifferent. Yeah, I really am. Like I never would have watched this if I didn't have to. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. So it's just not for me, that's all. But if this is your type of thing, you're going to think this is great. You know, if 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 you identify, like, with Jessica's taste, then you're going to think this is great. And that I'm happy for you. Bless your heart. But it's just not, <laughs> yeah. it's just not my thing, that's all. Well, I definitely, uh, as as I said when we started the uh, the review, I came in thinking it was going to be one thing and I was pleasantly surprised. So I, I, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. Um, you know, obviously I'm not in love with it as much as, as Jess, as Jess is, but I could see myself watching it again or putting it on, you know, for, for like a, a party, you know, just, just to laugh and have fun with. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's really not bad. And I, and I've, was surprised. I really was surprised, um, at, at some of the, um, special effects and, and some of the, um, uh, cinematography and the setting and everything. I wasn't expecting any of that. And, uh, so you got to give it props. So seven out of 10. What about you, Vin? So, yeah, like I said, this is, I've seen it uh, several times now, um, over the years and I've always found it watchable. Um, I don't mind watching it, but I always do feel like I'm kind of at arm's length with the tone. I just never quite connect with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's something that I do think I will watch again with my son. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this, this is another good one. I think to watch with like an older kid Mm -hmm. um, who's ready for, you know, just something a little bit, a little bit next level. Um, Cause it doesn't go crazy at all, but you know, it's just, it's a little bit too much for like my seven year old daughter, but my 11 year old son, it'll be perfect for him. Um, so, you know, that's why it's a seven for me. I'm not going to watch it again on my own, but I'll certainly show it to like, you know, a younger horror fan. Nice. Seven. Those are that's acceptable pretty good. ratings. Those are acceptable. They're acceptable. <laughs> yes. Even Tammy. Sure. Well, no, not Tammy. <laughs> not, not Tammy. Well, Tammy, look, you I'm going to ask you guys to rate acceptable. a movie that's really unrateable. So you'll give it to me next week, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. All right. Well, that's going to do it for uh, our first two Kinder Trauma films. Um, what uh, Tammy said, hers for our next episode is what? What was it again? <laughs> Did you forget again? Last House on the Left. Yes. 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 The original from nineteen seventy-two. Mm-hmm. At least. Around there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Way back there. Yeah. Um, and then mine, okay, um, is going to be, um, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up the, the, the year. I think I know what year, but I want to make sure, uh, this is a, this is a film that I saw in the theaters with my dad. Don't know why that he took me to see a ghost story. Okay. Um, 1981, I, I would have, you know, I would have been, um, 
I don't know what I would have been like seven, eight. I don't know. Um, and I just remember it scaring the poo poo out of me. Um, and it's also supposed to be a really good book. I actually have the book too, but I have not I do read too. it. It is. I've not good. read it. Uh, Peter, good. Peter Straub, right? Is that? Oh, him? I've read the book. It's yeah. based off the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it follows the book really closely. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, this will be fun and, to see how it plays out in a movie. Yeah. And it's got um, uh, Alex, Alice Krieg. Yeah. The younger Alice Krieg, song? if you don't yeah. know, that's the witch from the Hansel, uh, Gretel and Hansel, mm-hmm. uh, Oz Perkins. Uh, Fred Astaire. Is yeah. it John Houseman. So many good people. Yeah. Uh, Douglas Fairbanks. Uh, yeah. So Patricia Neal. So it, I'm I'm looking forward to to watching it again. Honestly, I've always avoided this movie. Um, you know, partly because not because I'm scared of it, because I didn't want it to like be disappointing. Mm. You know, and then ruin that that you know magic memory that i had of being really scary and i'm sure yeah. it's scary as, as it was when i was a kid but I, i'm i've got i've got high hopes for it so uh why don't we tell people where they can find us on the internet taminator tammy turner yep taminator tammy turner on facebook there you go yeah. <laughs> short <and> sweet <laughs> how about you I, jess go ahead jessica <laughs> On Instagram, I'm amateur.destroyer. On Facebook, I'm Jessica Schmidt. On Letterboxd, I'm Ashy underscore Slashy. And Tammy and I just started a new podcast called Horror Through Her Eyes. So you can go try and find our podcast and listen to it. I think we're in all the places if I did things the right way. <laughs> did you, uh, have you released one yet? We've just released our little like two minute intro that they make you start with. Um, yeah, and then the next one's coming out on Friday, which is what the twenty seventh. Yes, yes, Friday the twenty seventh. Nice. All right, Vin. On Facebook, I am Ben Horrorcast. On Instagram, I believe it's Revenant Vin, and on YouTube, BookTube channel is Revenant Reads. All right. Uh, if you're old school, you want to email us, you can do so at askthehorrorcast at gmail.com. Follow us on X at the HCast. And you can follow us on Instagram as well at the Horrorcast. So there you go. That's going to do it for this episode of the Horrorcast, where it's all killer, no filler. Stay scared.